Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,408. Knowing the value of a car. It's very important in the business that I'm in, especially getting into sales right now, is knowing the value of a car and understanding why these cars value it at certain ranges. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right. 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from San Francisco, California, Caroline Cassini. Hey, Caroline, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, of course. All right. Caroline Cassini grew up in the collector car world. She's a lifelong car enthusiast and has been participating in car events with her parents since the young age of three and attended her first Pebble Beach Concours at the age of four. Wow, that's a record. Caroline was the co-founder and vice president of the Edison Concorde Elegance. She has judged at numerous Concours events worldwide, including the Zout Concours d'Elegance in Belgium. Caroline is an avid researcher and is highly knowledgeable in both sales and restoration of classic cars. She's the first woman to graduate from the Academy of Art University's Automotive Restoration Program. That's very cool. Caroline currently works for Fantasy Junction. That is a cool place full of neat cars a prominent classic car dealer right outside of San Francisco. I've been there before. That is a neat place. Caroline, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious lifelong passion for automobiles? Of course. So, yeah, I mean, I was truly born into the classic car world, and I had the best mentor, my father. You know, he really made me understand that the classic car hobby is more than just a hobby. The people involved are actively preserving the essence of the automobile for future generations. And he influenced my love and and growth and passion for the collector car. And I really have a lot to aspire to. You know, my father has had some of the most incredible cars. And it was a journey. It's funny, when I was growing up, you know, from the age of three, I started going to concourse and I wasn't a huge fan because we were going to, to Michigan and in the middle of the summer when my friends were going to Epcot, and I was a little bit confused. 
<laughs> and then everything kind of changed. It was there's one pivotal moment. I don't, you know, I don't know if most people have this, but I did have a pivotal moment when I was eight, and we visited uh, RM Auto Restoration Shop in Canada. So it was actually the first time I was there, and my dad gets all of his cars restored with RM. And, you know, most people know them for RM Sotheby's the auction company, but they, you know, they have an incredible restoration shop there as well. We went up there. My dad was getting a, uh, the first car he got restored there, a 1933 Auburn Botel Speedster. An amazing car. And I remember sitting and picking out colors for the exterior and the interior. And it was a fun experience. And then uh, Rob Myers was there and Rob Myers, you know, says, oh, hey, kiddo, do you want to? go for a ride and he brings me outside and then there's a there was a, a 1938 Bugatti Aero V outside. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. So he was, you know, this was many years ago, so he was, you know, up and running and he's, you know, I my nickname for him back then was the Wild Man. And the, anyone that knows Rob Myers can kind of understand that. <laughs> and I remember he just he jumped in, didn't even open the door, he jumped into the driver's seat and said, get in. I remember, you know, getting in and my dad got in next to me. So I was in the middle and he just, he took off and we went down some of these Canadian back roads. And I remember my eyes lit up and the, just the smell of the exhaust and just that feeling. And that was it. And I was hooked. And that, so yeah, that was a true turning point. And I became just enthralled with these incredible pieces of rolling artwork. Yeah. What a childhood. What a life. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about you. And we're going to have a little bit of fun today, but we're going to start with a success quote or a mantra. I love to ask my guests some kind of inspirational thought or saying that uh, you kind of form your life and your opinion on life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Caroline, grab the wheel. So that has to be know your value. And I think this saying has come into my life. And two different ways. I think it's you know, knowing your value in this business is knowing what you can bring to the table, knowing how you can stand out. And I think it's also very important to you know your value. It, it, it can also go coincide with knowing the value of a car. It's very important in the business that I'm in, especially getting into sales right now, is knowing the value of a car and understanding why these cars value it at certain ranges. Very cool. Where did you first hear that phrase or pick up on that phrase? So that is actually, it's, it's there's a, a women's organization that I, I went to a conference and that is, that's their mantra is know your value. So that's kind of where it came from. And being a, a woman in a very male dominated world, you know, it, it's about knowing, knowing your value, knowing what you can do and, and never feel like you, you're less than, than a man. So that's where it came from. My mom says it all the time, and she's a she's just always loved that saying. And I I really appreciate where that saying kind of comes from. You know, I love this, and my regular listeners have heard this before. Uh, my wife Jill, she uh, was an engineer for many years before she uh, retired early to stay home and raise the kids. And uh, in back in the day when she was an engineer, she was the only engineer in her office. It was all men. And it was a little bit of a challenge at time because people would question her and kind of poke fun at her and certain things. But her boss always said, and it's similar to what you said, is, you know, you can outsmart them. You're a really smart person. Uh, so you can beat them with your knowledge. And that's what she did. Yeah. And uh, know your value, you know, know where you stand and stand up for yourself. And uh, 
She did a great job, had a great career, and even to this day, she's way smarter than me. Uh, I think uh, my mom told me to marry someone smarter so they could keep me sharp, and I think that has worked quite well, although it might have been a little trick. Uh, (laughs) uh, She's definitely smarter than I am, but she does keep me on my toes, and I appreciate that. It keeps me challenged all the time. Now, you kind of answered this next question a little early, but maybe you want to elaborate on it. I always ask my guests if they can pinpoint a pivotal moment in their life when they knew they were a car enthusiast. You talked about jumping in that car with your dad and uh, at RM and going for a ride. Uh, was that the, the, the pivotal moment that you knew, or was there another one in your life when it, I think I'm going to have a whole career around these cars? That has to be definitely the pivotal turning point in my life of really finding my passion in this in this hobby and in this business there, you know, there were other times in, I, you know, that's really the main pivotal moment I have to say, because other than that, that's kind of where my life has led. You know, I've always, I've just, I've kept on it and that was the true turning point. So yeah, I answered that a little bit early. <laughs> that's okay. No, it was a great one. It was a great one. I love it. That's fantastic. Not too many young women get to jump in a car like that and go for a ride and have it, uh, indelibly marked into your brain thinking, I think I like this. I think this is what I want to do. Well, we touched a little bit on challenges a few minutes ago, being a woman in a man's world. And I've had hundreds of women on the show here, and many of them have talked about uh, challenges they face in the automotive world, specifically in racing, too. That's been another one. But I would love for you to touch on a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced. More importantly, after you walk us through that situation, how did you come out on the positive end? What was the learning experience there that helped you move forward in a positive way? Yeah, totally. So I, I went, I was the only woman in my class going through the automotive restoration department at Academy of Art. And it was a relatively new program. And they had incredibly, did have incredible teachers and teachers that have been in the industry for decades. So I was very, very lucky to participate in that. And, you know, I was in a small class, but it was all men. And there were challenges when it came to them. They didn't think that I wanted to get dirty, for instance. And they and it started to be a little bit frustrating. And I just started to draw comparisons and I started to get frustrated. And then, you know, school wasn't as much fun for me, you know, in the in kind of the mid part. And I was, you know, just getting frustrated every evening, coming home. And, you know, I just, uh, why, just because I'm a woman, this shouldn't mean that I should be treated any differently. So I I took time and thought, you know, I'm a a pretty introspective person. And I try and and really delve deep and think, you know, how do I change this? You know, because I really, I love this. And I love going to school every day. And I don't want to draw comparisons all the time. And honestly, that's, you know, when I stopped drawing comparisons, and I began focusing on myself and my work, you know, I began to discover my own talents and strengths. And I discovered that, you know, I was learning so much more when I was, you know, not in this negative mindset of, oh, you know, guys are being treated differently, right? So teachers and, and the professionals started to take me more seriously once I stopped being in that negative mindset. And they were impressed by my work and what I was producing. And, you know, the focus came away that, from me just being a woman. And that, I think that was, that was really special because I saw that, you know, nearing the end and I was, I'm still great friends with a lot of my professors there. And they've, they've given me a lot of gifts that, you know, that were invaluable. So I really appreciate that. And I'm happy that I was able to kind of turn that around and I didn't stay in that negative mindset. 
Do you think that goes back to that uh, mantra of years of knowing your worth, knowing um, or becoming more confident? Do you think that was a big part of it, that you've, you exactly. found a way to become confident in yourself? Is that the key? Exactly. And I think my even my professors that I talked to that, that saw me when I first moved to San Francisco, you know, coming from the East Coast, my parents, I'm an only child. So they saw my progression and they, they appreciate and see that, oh, yeah, you really tried to step it up and, and not be negative and just and take every opportunity because the opportunities that, that Academy of Art gave me were incredible things that most people would never be able to experience, you know, bronze casting and, and, you know, I don't know, Bob Devlin was one of my teachers, you know, a, a judge at Pebble Beach for years, you know, so you were really working with with industry people that have been around forever. I was very, very fortunate. Oh, yeah. Great school. Had several people from uh, the, your old alma mater who've been guests here on Cars, yeah. Uh, designers and, of course, Rob Fisher, who's now in charge of setting up the museum the school's putting together, which is very cool. And uh, I hope to have the director of the school on very soon. Well, fantastic. You know, that's an important lesson for a lot of people. And you look back in school at I was thinking this the other day of the cool kids in school, you know, like high school. And like, what made them so cool? For the most part, most of them were very self-confident. And that somehow stood out. And you think about that time in, now you were in college, you're a little older, a little more confident. But you think about uh, the young people or even old people that aren't conscious of their confidence. And they come across sometimes as weak and kind of inferior and so forth. And that instills back on them and their own self-worth. And it's just a spiral that goes down. So if you could share with maybe some young person out there that might be feeling this way, what's one or two things you did to instill that self-confidence in you so that you could move forward in a positive way out of that situation? That's It's important to be self-confident, especially if you do have some kind of negative aspect that you focus on. I think it's about being very positive. You have to stay positive and also do your research, whatever kind of field you're in, know what you're talking about. That's what really makes you confident. And I think if you're educated and you just keep reading and keep learning and realize things that you don't know, I think that's very important because the car world, I mean, there's so many things to know about cars, right? And I think going in when you're naive and saying, oh, you know, I know everything. No one knows everything. And the smartest people are going to be the ones that tell you that they don't know everything. So I think that's important. Absolutely. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle, that first car that came into your life that had great beating and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. So I would say my personally owning a very special car, I have not had the benefit of doing that yet, but I would have to say my dad had a 1934 Packard convertible Victoria. And that is a, a true special car. And my dad won best of show with that at Pebble Beach. And I remember my dad and I, we were very, very close and we, we are very close and we would, you know, talk for hours about this restoration. And we really went through that restoration together. And I was very lucky to have a father that really wanted me to pursue my passion and he wanted to involve me. So that the 1934 Packard Convertible Victoria, I would have to say, is one of my favorite cars that my father has owned because going over that ramp at, at Pebble Beach and winning best of show with my father, it's an experience that I'll never forget. And it's it's a painstaking experience. And especially going to school after that, going to automotive restoration school, I appreciate what the the men and women do at these restoration shops. I mean, it, they're true artists. 
you know, people think, oh, you know, you're a mechanic. They're true artists. Yes. And I know that car, uh, your father's car. I've seen that car, saw that car the year that uh, he won. It's magnificent. So uh must have been a very, very proud moment for your whole family. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah very that's cool. That's a fun day. Great day. Yeah, no doubt. Is there a car you've owned and let go that you wish you had back? Or have you not had to experience that yet? Well, I would have to say uh, there's a few sellers remorse because uh, like my story earlier about the 38 Bugatti Aero Vise, my dad actually purchased that car on that day after we drove in it. And he had it for many years and he sold it. And I was heartbroken when he sold it. And I know where the car is now. I know who owns it. And one day I would like to get it back. That's my... That has been my dream for many years. So hopefully, hopefully it'll be back in the family someday. Yeah, I had a special car that I bought when my son was eight, and we picked it up down in Los Angeles and spent five days driving it back up the coast to Gig Harbor and had it for several years. And then I decided to sell it and came home one night and said, well, I sold it. And my son was freaking out. It's like, that was my <laughs> car. You can't sell that car. Yeah. I'm like, it's well, perfect. sorry. You know, I know. going to go to pay for some college education. So, uh. <laughs> That's exactly. the way it goes. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, oh, well, at least you know where the car is and you can get it back. Well, I would love for you to share more about where you're working now. Fantasy Junction, I've known about Fantasy Junction for a long time. I think I was down there probably 15 or 16 years ago looking at some vintage race cars there. I haven't been back, but I've seen the ads. I know about the company. You guys sell some of the coolest, finest, old vintage cars on the planet. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing there and what has you excited and fired up about Fantasy Junction. Fantasy Junction has been such a great company to me, coming right out of school and working there. And If anyone knows Bruce and Spencer, they're some of the best people in this industry, and they're just honest, trustworthy people, totally transparent. So I feel really blessed to be in that environment. And we do. We get some of the best cars in the world in our inventory, and we're so lucky. It's an exciting place to work. You know, it's, it's never the same. And I have just been soaking up as much as I can. You know, at, right now, it's a small company. There's not that many people that work there, right? So we all do a lot of roles and we participate in whatever we can kind of help out with. You know, it's a family-owned business and it really is kind of like a family. And they've just been so wonderful to me. I've gotten a little bit into sales. And started selling cars, which is what my goal was. There's a lot to learn, and you know the market is a little bit, a little bit weak right now. But you know, they're, even though the market's weak, they they're still selling cars quite rapidly. Uh, and we have some of you know we have a great inventory, and you know all we're very honest about our cars. So it's been a great experience, and I'm really I'm excited to learn and grow more within. Fantasy Junction. And as long as Bruce and Spencer will have me, I think I'll be there for a while. <laughs> I think so. I was having a little fun on the site today. You've got a beautiful fly yellow 330 GTS Ferrari 67. We do. Yes. That we caught do. my eye. That one is pretty nice. It's a bit we beyond do. my price range, but it's fun to dream about. Uh, it's do. certainly beautiful. Yeah. Um, I see beautiful. in your site, I mean, there's everything from a little uh, Fiat. Topolino, Topolino. Yeah, which is a very humble little car, uh, <laughs> all the way up to that Ferrari I mentioned that has a bit of a price tag on it, a little over two million bucks. <laughs> uh, Lamborghini Mira, which is pretty cool, 69. You got the Periscopo. Uh, 
And Man. we've actually a lot. We are honest with our prices and we dropped the prices after Monterey, seeing how the market kind of fared there. We dropped almost, I would say, 25 to 30 percent of our inventory. We dropped the prices on. And a lot of the cars right now, like that Mira, I mean, it's a restoration car, but that is a great value for for a Mira. And well, I'll some- tell you something. I, you know, I noticed that because a lot of these dealers you go to their websites, they never post prices. And I understand that because there's certain states, there's laws that if you post a price and then the car value goes up, you can't sell it for more. At least that's the way I understand some of those rules. But you have prices posted right there. And I think that's indicative of uh, your honesty, I guess it would be, or showing, okay, this is the market value we feel where it is today. I had a guest on just earlier today, and I'll be asking you this question about cars he won. He he wanted a Lotus Cortina. Well, you've got one. <laughs> I see a 1966. I think that's the car I should get. Sergey, he's uh he was all in love. He had one of those when he was younger. So uh and the price isn't too bad. So I it's a lot less expensive than that Ferrari. So you guys have a, a wide range of cars, wide range of price. Oh, there's a Porsche Speedster. I want a Speedster. Okay. I think we need to talk a little bit here. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff here. I encourage people to go to fantasyjunction.com. Uh, be prepared. Pour yourself a drink because you're going to be there a, lot, a while <laughs> looking at these cool cars. Yeah. Well, Caroline, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com. Or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. All right, Caroline, we are back. And uh, 
<sighs> now that I'm done kind of perusing through uh, all the beautiful cars I'd love to buy from you, <laughs> I want to ask you a bit of an introspective question. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle parked at Fantasy Junction, what kind of car would Caroline be and why? I would have to say I would be a Bugatti Type 57. And I don't want to say any specific Bugatti Type 57. There's, there are many. And I think it's because there's so many different variations of a Type 57. And, and I, you're, not one person is the same that they are every day, right? You, you, you do change and you do evolve. So hopefully one day I, when I'm at the top of my career, I can finally, I can be an, an Atlantic, I would say. So I'm, I'm not there yet, but hopefully maybe one day I'll get there. Well, the Type 57 is a pretty unique Bugatti, uh, I think in many ways, because it has a sense of elegance. So I could see that with you. Uh, very stylish. Convertible, right? I, well, I would say, I mean, my, the pivotal car for me is, is uh, Atlantique, and that's a coupe. So. Oh, okay. Well, now we've moved into a different range. <laughs> well, th- they're fantastic cars. I think you're the only one who's uh, picked that as themselves here on the show. So that makes you rather unique. So uh, very nicely done. Well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Atlantic throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Do your research and be patient. It, I think it, it takes time to learn everything about a car, but it's important. And one minor detail could drastically change a car's value. So just be patient and, and always do your research. You know, that's so true. The other thing I've always said when you're looking for a car, bring along a very knowledgeable person to talk you out of the red mist that you get in when you walk up to a car that you think you want to buy. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody, a voice of reason. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I think consistency has definitely been my main attribute that has helped me through my my passion. Be mm. consistent and and learn as much as you can and always keep learning. How about a resource? Is there a resource you'd like to share with our listeners? Our, I would have to say Bring a Trailer right now is, is a great resource where the market is and fantasy junction actually we use bring a trailer quite a lot now and they've been they've been great and it it also helps us because we can put cars on there and and our customers can kind of see where they go and bring a trailer has a, a very wide range of customers and as a huge you know marketing database there so that's really our main resource right now and they've been wonderful yeah, I had Randy uh, Nonnenberg, one of the co-founders, uh, bring a trailer on the show years ago, and it was before they started the auction. In fact, he was just about to launch it, and I remember him saying, man, I hope this works. Well, it's been a huge it success, works. obviously. <laughs> it works, yeah. It's pretty cool, and I, I love reading through the questions. Some of the comments are a little silly, and you kind of shake your head and go, come on, of dude. Of course, yeah. But course. Uh, I think it's fun. Uh, it's a, certainly a, a time bender because when he sends that out every day, I'm like, oh, now I got to go look at what I want. <laughs> didn't even know I wanted to buy, but uh, right, it certainly is fun. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is fun. I've had many friends that have bought and sold cars there. They've had very good experiences. So uh, I actually hope to have uh, Randy back on the show here real soon. If I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? John Bugatti, I would have to say. Jean Bugatti. Okay, we're back to Bugattis. I see a little bit of a, 
a like for Vigatis here from you, Caroline. A little bit. That's definitely what strikes my passion, and it hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Have Have you been to the museum in France, the Bugatti I Museum? I never have. I never have. Oh, no. we got to get you I over know. there. I know. Oh, I just uh, did a show not too long ago with David Granger. And, uh, of course, he restores beautiful cars uh, up in Canada there. And uh, he was just, uh, the day after we did the interview, he was leaving. And he was going to go to the Schlump Museum and meet with them and get to tour that. And, of course, he did a very interesting build of a car that uh, apparently is missing or they don't think it exists anymore. Um, I don't know if you've seen that green car that he restored. You know the car I'm talking about? Are you talking the Royale? Yeah. No. No, yeah, pretty pretty crazy car. Pretty cool. I'll yeah, send you some of pictures. Yeah, of there's, pretty- there's the, the picture of uh, John Bugatti in front of it, that famous Oh, car. not the, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Not the Royale. It's more of a, of an Atlantique-style body. I saw it when I was down at Pebble Beach. I'll send you some pictures of this car. It's quite fascinating. And the story, in fact, if you go to Jay Leno's garage, he talks to Jay Leno and they go for a ride in that car. It's quite fascinating. Yeah, it's a car that apparently was missing and they don't know if it even exists anymore so he decided to take on uh building it and it is the whole story is incredible yeah yeah I'll, I'll send you a link to that i think you'll have some fun with it now how about a book is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners i've got speed style and beauty and it's a book that's a, featuring all the cars from the ralph lauren collection and if anyone knows about the ralph lauren collection basically the epitome of the best automobiles in the world Ralph's got all the cool stuff. What's with that? That's just not fair. I know, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. Very true. yeah, he's got some incredible cars. I'm familiar with that book. It's a fantastic book. Um, I wish I could have gone and seen the display of his cars when they were on display in New York uh, at the museum there. But, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's got the best of the best of the best. He, Dang. he does. He does. I'm figuring it's some of those little polo pony shirts I bought all my life that helped pay for some of those. So I think so. Uh, I think yeah, so. maybe so. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to this book and everything that Caroline has shared today on her Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Caroline Cassini, and that page will pop right up. All right, Caroline, we are up to the checkered flag, and today I'm going to do something very special. I'm going to buy you a collector car. Any collector car on the planet, even if Ralph owns it, I'm going to pry it out of his hands and park it in your garage. But there are some rules to this game that might make it a bit of a challenge. One is, it's the only collector car you can own. Number two, you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed around here. And number three, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So that little financial trick is off the table. What can I buy you? I would have to say Ralph Warren's Bugatti Atlantique. That would be, I would be very happy having that be the only car in my garage. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I think so. You pick like the best of the best of the best, probably one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive car on the planet, if he would ever even let it go. So, I don't uh, think wow. So, yeah. yeah, probably not. Not in his lifetime. We'll see uh, maybe way down the road when he's passed and see if his kids have any interest in keeping that. Maybe they might let it go. But, uh, that is one special car. I got to see that car on the lawn years ago at Pebble, and uh, uh, it's just mouth-watering. So wonderful. Yeah, what is it about the car? I mean, you're around so many cool cars. You see a lot of neat things, and growing up in a family around great cars. But that was an easy answer for you. You already had this all figured out. What is it about the Atlantique that just, you got to have it? I remember seeing that car when I was younger, and I just, I fell in love, and I that just the lines and 
my dad always had this saying, actually, says, you know, a car needs to be sexy. And that, I think, is definitely the sexiest car in existence yeah. to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. And to me, that car is a piece of jewelry. It's It's not masculine at all in my mind, although it has a presence of some power in a way, but it's like a beautiful piece of jewelry. It really is. And these are rolling pieces of art. Yes, absolutely. Ah, okay, you haven't made it easy for me tonight, Caroline. So uh, I'm going to have to get to work, pull up uh, Ralphie's phone number and start talking to him. So uh, you may have to hold, don't hold your breath. This may take a while, okay? I won't, I won't. <laughs> There's another little problem of, of the money. So uh, I'll see what <laughs> I can do for you. Nice choice, though. Nice choice. And honestly, I don't think anybody has picked that car. And that's pretty amazing out of 1,408 people. So uh, you definitely are a unique lady. Yeah, very cool. Well, you've taken me on a fun ride today. I knew this would be fun. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. I want to shout out to John Nikas, who introduced us. Uh, We were in uh, Pebble Beach, I believe, when we met. You guys are having lunch. And I came over and introduced uh, you to me. And I said, I've, well, actually, he said, you got to have this lady on your show. And uh, here we are. So shout out to John. He's introduced me to a lot of very cool people. Before you drive off into the sunset in Ralph Lauren's Bugatti, could you give <laughs> us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance? Enjoy, I think, to enjoy these wonderful pieces of art and really go out and get to know the wonderful people that this hobby brings together. They have incredible stories and there's just so much to learn. And it's an incredible, incredible hobby to be a part of. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn more about Fantasy Junction? Well, you can follow us on at fantasyjunction.com. You can also email me at caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, at fantasyjunction.com. And we also, we have Instagram, which is fantasyjunction. That's it. Oh, there's plenty of places to find it. And like I said, Pour yourself a nice tall drink because when you go to the website there, you're going to see a lot of very cool things you're going to want to have. Reach out to Caroline if you're in the market for a car and she can help you. Absolutely. Caroline, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me until you and I talk again. I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me. I really appreciate it. This has been very, very fun. Absolutely. It's been great. Thank you. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!